Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Ruth. I'll be reading from the first chapter and then I believe a passage from the third chapter if you'd like to follow along. During the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. A man with his wife and two sons went from Bethlehem of Judah to dwell in the territory of Moab. The name of that man was Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malon and Chilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem and Judah. They entered the territory of Moab and settled there. But Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. Then only she was left, along with her two sons. They took wives for themselves, Moabite women. The name of the first was Orpah, and the name of the second was Ruth. And they lived there for about ten years. But both of the sons, Malon and Chilion, also died. Only the woman was left, without her two children and without her husband. Then she arose, along with her daughters-in-law, to return from the field of Moab, because while in the territory of Moab she had heard that the Lord had paid attention to his people by providing food for them. She left the place where she had been, and her two daughters-in-law went with her. They went along the road to return to the land of Judah. Naomi said to her daughters-in-law, Go, turn back each of you to the household of your mother. May the Lord deal faithfully with you, just as you have done with the dead and with me. May the Lord provide for you so that you may find security, each woman in the household of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they replied to her, No, instead we will return with you to your people. In verse 14, it said, They lifted up their voices and wept. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth stayed with her. Naomi said, Look, your sister-in-law is returning to her people and to her gods. Turn back after your sister-in-law. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to abandon you. To turn back from following after you, wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord do this to me and more so if even death separates me from you. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her about it. And then in chapter 3, Verse 7 through 13. Boaz ate and drank and was in a good mood. He went over to lie down by the edge of the grain pile. Then she, Ruth, quietly approached, uncovering his legs and laid down. During the middle of the night, the man shuddered and turned over, and there was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. She replied, I'm Ruth, your servant. Spread out your road over your servant, because you are a redeemer. He said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You've acted even more faithfully than you did at first. You haven't gone after rich or poor young men. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I'll do for you everything you are asking. Indeed, my people, all who are at the gate, know that you are a woman of worth. Now, although it's certainly true that I'm a redeemer, there's a redeemer who is a closer relative than I am. Stay the night, and in the morning, if he redeem you, good. Let him redeem but if he doesn't want to redeem you, then as the Lord lives, I myself will redeem you. Lie down into the morning. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. 
Thanks be to God. So this morning we're reading from the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth is another one of those stories in the Bible, a person that we read about, a character that is important, and then once her story is over, we really don't hear much about her. Ruth is one of the descendants of Jesus, She's or ancestors of Jesus. Jesus is a descendant of her. And if you look and read in the lineage of King David, Ruth is also included in there. And so in some ways we hear about Ruth, but we don't really talk about her story because it's so unique. It's so different. If you think about it, Ruth's story, Ruth's book, does not necessarily talk about God or the faithfulness of God, does it? There's not really any action of God in this book that we read today. But this morning we read it, knowing that Ruth was a person of significance, knowing that this story is of significance. One, because we read about it in terms of, of the, she, her being an ancestor of King David, and then also as we look to Jesus. But it's interesting that we read the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, and read about this story who's named after this woman who wasn't Hebrew, she wasn't Jewish, she was a Moabite. She was from Moab. The country that if you look on your map and if you imagine in your mind Israel is right here and the Dead Sea is right here and Moab is right here across on the other shore of the Dead Sea to the east. And so it's basically opposite from the southern kingdom or the southern region of Israel Judah, which is where Jerusalem is located. And so Ruth is from Bethlehem. She's from a community, or not Ruth, Naomi is from Bethlehem, a region right outside Jerusalem. But we read this story today because it comes to us out of necessity. Because I don't know if you noticed in the first chapter of the book as we read it, Naomi and her husband Elimelech, are living in the land of Bethlehem and they realize that there's not enough food. And so they make the choice to leave. They make the choice to take their two young sons and move eastward to the land of Moab, to a foreign land, in order to find food and that which they need. The famine was severe, the rains were hardly falling, nothing was growing, people were going hungry. And so they chose to go in order to support themselves and their family. You know, I, as I read this passage of Scripture and as I re think about the situation that we read about, it makes me think of the famine and, and the Dust Bowl here in the United States in the 30s, of people that were experiencing famine, of people that, you know, the rains weren't falling and, and people weren't able to grow the crops that were needed, and so they did desperate things. They did drastic things, dramatic things like leaving their farms, leaving their communities, leaving their places that they had lived and raised their family in order to go somewhere to raise and to support themselves and their children. Maybe some of your lives were influenced by that. I don't know. I know my grandfather mentioned, he, you know, because he grew up in eastern New Mexico at the tail end of it, or he would have been living during it. And he remembers when, when the, the Depression occurred and the Dust Bowl. But see, Ruth's story, I think, is similar to that. Of people whose lives were so affected that they had to do something. They had to do something drastic. They had to do something extreme. Just because of the necessity of it. 
And so this couple took their two young sons and left everything they knew. They left everything, that, or I'm sure things that they owned. They left the place that they knew, the people that they knew, in order to go to provide for themselves and their families. See, they went to Moab. You know, and it's interesting if you think about the Scripture because we can't get to King David, we can't get to Jesus if we don't go through Moab in the Scriptures. As I've thought about that, that's really kind of interesting. Especially if we think about what we talked about just a few weeks ago as we were studying the Gospel of Mark and of how people were anticipating the Messiah to come who was going to be a descendant of David, who was going to be the one true king that was going to deliver the people of Israel. But yet it's interesting that you have to go through this foreign land and this foreign person in order to receive This message that the gospel and the Bible is based on. See, we have to go to Moab for the scripture. We have to go to Moab to to discover what Elimelech and Naomi experienced. We have to go to Moab because Elimelech dies. Naomi and her sons are there. The sons marry. They live ten years and then they both die. Leaving a mother-in-law and her two daughter-in-laws. And so Naomi hears that the Lord has once again looked upon the people of Judah, basically. The rains have begun to fall. People are eating. There's sufficient amounts of food. And Naomi decides to return to the land of her husband, to the land of her family, to the land of their fathers. And so she tells Ruth and Orpah that they can return to their own families. They can return to the community that they know. They can return to their families that they are part of. They can return and and marry another man and build a family and stay there amongst the people that they know. But the girls cling to them. Until Orpah returns. And then we read probably one of the most common verses that we hear in the book of Ruth. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die. Wherever you are buried, I will be buried. Because Ruth made a promise to her. And so they go to Bethlehem. And Ruth begins to glean in the fields to provide for herself and her mother-of-law. She ends up in a field owned by a man named Boaz, who's a relative of her late father-in-law, although distant, who notices her. He's drawn to her. And so he instructs his foreman to protect her. He instructs his foreman to to make sure that there's enough left in the field so that she can feed herself and her mother-in-law. He looks out for her. And when Ruth shows Naomi the amount that she has been gleaned, that she has gleaned, Naomi knows that something has to be done. So she instructs Ruth to go to the fleshing floor because she knows that Boaz will be spending the night there. Ruth's to lay at his feet, covering herself with his cloak. And when Boaz wakes, she's to tell him that he's the next of kin and that he's the Redeemer. See, we read the passage that says Boaz said he wasn't. He was the next of kin. 
and there was one who was closer. But if the one who was closer to redeem her would not do it to redeem the land, see, it's all tied to the land, then he would. And he waits at the gate. He gathers a number of elders around him to play as witnesses, to serve as witnesses, to make sure that everything is done appropriately and honorably. And he offers the land to him. And the man who has first choice to redeem says he will until he's told that Ruth is also part of the deal. And he says no. And so Boaz pays him, redeems the land, and in the witness of all the men, takes Ruth to be his wife. See, Ruth's story is about her. And as I think of this story, it makes me think, what does it tell us today as we read this scripture of someone who's so important, so crucial to, to the lineage of David and to Jesus, but yet we read the scripture? I mean, what does it tell us? And see, as I've been reading Ruth's story, beyond what we read and in terms of her lineage and who she's related to, what I've been reading in her story is I think there's three things that we can see from Ruth's story. And the first is that Ruth is faithful. She's faithful to the covenant that she has made. She's faithful to the commitment that she has made. She's faithful to that which God has done to her. And she's faithful to the fact that she is now of the family of Naomi. And so she goes out of her love for this woman who gives her an out, who gives her an opportunity to go and do something else or return to her people and start a new family and start a new future and step forward in faith and hope. But she chooses out of her faithfulness to stick with that she has said she would do. See, and I think Ruth's faithfulness leads into her dedication because she's so dedicated that she's willing to go to the greatest length to leave her father and mother, to heave her family, to leave her land, to leave the people she knows, to do and to go to the land of Israel. A land that is foreign to her, a land in which she is not going to be, uh, you know, she's not going to know everybody, she's not going to know the language, she's not going to know much. But because she's faithful... It shows in her dedication to what she chooses to do and to how she chooses to live. You know, it almost reminds me of when Jesus was traveling with the disciples. And if you read in the Gospel of Luke, about the 16th chapter, Jesus, it, the, the Scripture says, Luke says, that Jesus set His face to Jerusalem because He was determined. He was determined to go there because he knew what would happen. He knew that he would be betrayed. He knew that he would be tried. He knew that he would be uh, punished and, and beaten and crucified. But he knew that it had to happen. And so his determination and his willingness to fulfill that which he had said would be done kept him moving forward. And see, in Ruth's story, she had to be equally as determined. It didn't go to, to the point where she was crucified or anything like that, but it went to the point where she was in a land that she knew she would be the stranger. But yet, out of her love for another, and out of her faithfulness, her determination showed through. And so she offered herself and went. And in offering herself, is the third thing I think we can see from her. 
And that's that God calls us to be selfless in our service to others. See, Ruth's story, it begins with her faithfulness. It shows in the way that she offers her determination in moving forward, knowing what can happen, knowing what's going to happen, but yet she sticks to it. And then she offers herself. As Ruth gleaned in the field, as she offered herself, as she did the things that she needed to do to to support herself and Naomi. See, it was selfless. There wasn't anything Naomi could give back to her except her love and her care, but yet Ruth did it. She went knowing that she would need to do that. And you know, there's a second story or a picture of, of selflessness in this story. If you look at the picture of Boaz... As he sees this young woman who the scripture says he did take a liking to her. Or he noticed her, I think, is what the, actual, is what the, the scripture says. But, you know, he was selfless in the way he chose to use himself, to use his authority, to use his position to protect her and to care for her and to look out for other, look out to, to make sure that, that she and her mother-in-law were going to be cared for. See, he did that not knowing that he was the redeemer or that he was even going to be asked to redeem the land that used to belong to Elimelech, did he? But he did it because he cared for others. And he selflessly gave of himself, just like Ruth was doing, in supporting Naomi so that the right thing would be done and so that God's will would be fulfilled. See, I think we can read the story of Ruth and I encourage you to to take the time to read it. It's only four chapters. Because Ruth is such an example for us of what it means to be faithful to who we are and to who God wants us to be. Ruth is an example to us of what it means to be dedicated to something and to someone fulfilling and living the covenant, the agreement, the things that we have said and proclaimed we will do. And then Ruth shows us what it means to selflessly serve others. Knowing that we're not going to get anything back in return. But we do it out of our love for them. And we do it out of our love for God. See, I love the way the scriptures show us how we can be faithful and determined and selfless in offering ourselves to others in the life of Ruth. Who's someone that's different who's someone that would have been on the outside, but yet we see that God uses even her to do and accomplish His will. Just like He uses any one of us, just like He uses those that aren't even part of a faith community or or church now. See, Ruth's story shows us that if we're faithful and determined God, God can make things happen in the way that He needs to make them happen. And in the way that they need to happen so that His will can be accomplished. And Ruth, Ruth shows us what it means to be faithful. She shows us what it means to be determined. And she shows us that if we offer ourselves to others, God's will will be accomplished. Whether we see it, whether we perceive that it's happening, whether we think it's going to happen. See, God works. And all we have to do is make ourselves available through our faithfulness, through our dedication, 
and through the ways that we reach out to others in His love. Amen. <clears throat> if I can